are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. All right, and welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. If you're watching the live stream right now, you can see that it looks a little bit different than usual. We do have a guest filling in for Chev. Chev has got some people in town that are visiting, so he's going to be hanging out with them. Chev, we miss you, but we'll see you next week. But before we introduce our guest, who is part of the crew, I just want to take a minute and talk about our friends over at DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the only place you can play the game, basically like the real NFL contract salary cap you got to be aware of it all new leagues are forming now so head on over to dynastyowner.com make sure you tell them that the dynasty rewind sent you but let's go around the horn we got like always pork man how's it going pork going great man just uh celebrating my birthday valentine's day and uh happy to see the the uh the guy that i call the head of department of devi back in <laughs> back in town that, that's right and we got nate christian joining us he's uh been a busy man as of late but nate how you doing yeah, back from my one-week hiatus. Uh, I was off for my new job. I was off, opened up the new office. This week, I am completing my move to my new apartment. It has been crazy. Uh, 2021 has been a crazy year. Exciting, though. Um, glad to be here. I'm in my camp chair because I forgot to bring chairs to my new apartment. But <laughs> by next week or the week after that, this place is going to look great. So, Nate, I know that you said that you and your wife live slightly frugally, but chairs are somewhat <laughs> of a necessity. So. <laughs> Yep. Um, so if anyone needs Nate address and they want to send them some chairs, just let me know. I'll hook you up. And uh, filling in for Chevin this week, we got our own resident IDP guy, Bob Van Duzer. And if you're not a patron, you need, you're going to miss our defensive line breakdown show that's going to happen tonight after this. That'll be available for pod release tomorrow. So, Bob, how are we tonight? I'm doing well. Uh, my life is a lot less exciting than these guys. I'm just enjoying some very brisk cold weather up here in Wisconsin. But uh, other than that, I'm ready to get into some uh, rookie wide receivers. Bob, how long are your summers in Wisconsin? About three days, four days? About a, We're lucky to get about a good week, okay. um, if we're lucky. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, it's uh, there's a there's a little bit of time where it's nice. But other than that, it's usually too cold, too hot, or raining. So that sounds fantastic. It's great. It's a great way to live. <laughs> Love it. Well, hey, glad that you are here. So let's get into some rookie breakdowns. Nate, we're going to have you lead us off this one. And we're going to talk about Marlon Williams. He's from UCF. He's six feet, well, just six feet tall, 215 pounds. And he played in 41 total games. He is a senior. He, man, or he, oh my God, I can't talk to him. I'm sorry. Okay, let's stop, pause, calm down. Okay, so in four years, he had 157 catches for 2,260 yards. He averaged 14.4 yards per reception and 19 touchdowns. He did also amass 79 carries on 79 yards and seven carries, no touchdowns. So, Nate, I know you are a fan. Start us off with Marlon. All right, so 
Marlon Williams is my guy this year. I mean, I've been in love with this guy since the beginning of the college football season. He started setting records like game one, game two with Dylan Gabriel and the UCF uh, Golden Knights. I mean, they looked so good. Marlon Williams looked good. We're going to talk about some of his teammates maybe next year. Jalen Robinson looked really good too. Uh, and Dylan Gabriel will be draft eligible next year as well. It's a good offense. But Marlon Williams, he just excites me. And it's probably the same reason I loved LaVisca Chenault last year. It's that body type. It's that really stocky receiver who has yard after the catchability. He runs like a running back once he has the ball in his hands. He plays out of the slot. So you know he's going to get open. He's going to get the ball. He's you know You can give him these short little routes across the middle, and he makes people pay. He makes those safeties and those cornerbacks pay when they try to tackle him. He amasses all those yards. I mean, in the few games he played before he opted out, he had over 1,000 yards, 71 receptions, 10 touchdowns, was leading the nation in these categories. Just so good. And I kind of cop him to, you know, that LaVisca Chenault, A.J. Brown mold, um, not saying he's that talented. He doesn't grade out as good as either one of those guys on my book. But I think for the value that he's going to have, in these mock drafts I've been doing already, he's not even getting drafted in the first four rounds. I don't know if he's even being drafted at this point in the first five rounds. Um, I think once the NFL draft comes around, he's probably going to get drafted. I would hope for the fifth round in NFL draft capital. Um, he's definitely going to be a day three pick. But I think he's going to be the steal of this draft. So, you know, if you have a fourth, fifth rounder, you can pick him up. He's going to be cheap. And I think he has a really high upside. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll save me for last on Marlon Williams, but Bob, do you want to go next on Marlon? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I tend to agree with everything Nate said. My comp was a little more like Debo Samuel. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, kind of accurate, but uh, no, I felt the same way. You know, he's uh, basically a running back with the ball on his hands. My first note on him was a uh, little thick boy because um, he is, he's a little thick guy. But uh, was, one thing, one thing was, was thick spelled with two C's. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, better be sure, Bob. Um, we'll go with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not a huge fan of that body type. You know, I, I said in the group chat, I'm like, why isn't this guy a running back? Because I think he's great with the ball in his hands, great run after the catch. Um, you know, and it, it did look like he got kind of more in shape as the season wore on, as I saw the later games in 2020. So I, maybe he just kind of came in a little out of shape. But, uh, you know, I, I think he's kind of an underrated uh, underrated player for sure. Um, agree a lot w- with a lot of those sentiments Nate had. Um, I didn't really have any negatives on him. Um, you know, I'm curious to see where he ends up. Like you said, draft capital is going to be huge, you know, landing spot. Um, if he goes to a team that needs somebody or c- could use a wide receiver to step up, I think that'll help. Um, but if he goes to somewhere where he's buried on a depth chart, he's just going to be another pipe dream gone bad. Phil, your thoughts? Yeah, he seems like a prototypical uh, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver that they'll draft. He's just like a thick guy who can block pretty well. But um, for the receiving game, he does have really good hands. I'm not going to, you know, regurgitate everything else everybody else said. But my only issue with him was uh, a little bit of just route running. But like what Bob said, too, he looks like a – like a running back playing receiver. I guess they put him out there maybe because his vision wasn't as good. And they saw he was an athlete, so he just put him out wide in the slot and have him do that. But 
I kind of see him, you know, as like a third third day guy, as Nate said, maybe third or fourth round, and maybe he can flourish. He just has to go to a right spot. Um, it's just going to have to depend on which spot he goes to for him to, you know, do his thing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I, and look, I mean, like I've said, Marlon Williams is my guy in this draft, but he's my wide receiver 12. I'm not saying that he's, you know, going to go out there and set records like Justin Jefferson or anything. Um, you know, I have to be honest. I love how he plays and I like the value that he's probably going to have in rookie drafts, but he's still my wide receiver 12. Um, and mm. I mean, that's good in this class. This is a really good class. Yeah. Um, mm. And he was actually originally committed to go to USC. And then he okay. decommitted and flipped over to UCF. But he was originally committed to USC. He was, you know, decently recruited at a high school. He's been talented. So, you know, I give that a little little push up on his profile. Yeah, so my, gonna, and the only thing that ahead, confuses me with him, I'm sorry, Mike, with the route running, it was kind of hard to scout him that way. Um, only because they kept running the same screens. It was either him blocking or him catching the ball. So I just need to I needed to see a little bit more of his route tree. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, once he gets into the league, a coach can, you know, show him how to run routes correctly and stuff like that. Cause they kind of, my opinion, did a disservice to him um just for going to the next level. I will yeah. say the UCF offense is built to create numbers. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest of scout pro pro prospects. It's just it's a very simple offense that you know gets a lot of yards. It's a you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very uh, pure college offense. I yeah. saw him in that stack formation a lot, you know, yeah, where he's yeah. behind another wide receiver, a lot of That's quick on. screens. And mm-hmm. I agree with Pork. He has, he has some good hands, but I did see some concentration drops, which I, I think can be corrected. I also agree with Bob. Um, I think a comp, a good comp for him, if he switched to running back, would be Antonio Gibson. Athletic guy, primarily played wide receiver in college, but I think strong. He'd be, he's strong. I think he'd be a better running back than wide receiver because i think he he's powerful enough that he could do it and he has that receiving facet of his game where if he committed to being a running back okay now we we keep saying that this 2021 class is good better for wide receivers and running back you have your elite tier and we're gonna be talking about running backs next week i'm really excited about it although i think nate and i are gonna have some disagreeing to do on some of these prospects which i look <laughs> forward to um you know there, there's a, a an elite tier and then after that it gets a little you know, I don't know. So if he switched, I mean, we're talking, he could definitely be at the top of that second tier. I feel because the strength is there. The power is there, but he can play inside outside. And uh, one of the numbers, that I, things I wrote down here, I think he'd have better numbers with better quarterback play. Who's a quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, right? Oh, I love Dylan Gabriel. Man, man, I'll tell you what, you and I are going to have a lot of disagreeing to do on quarterbacks too. It's, it's going to be a good time. Um, it's quick, good screen game, you know, but that's that's about it. I'm probably, if I could get him in the fifth round or if he's like a UDFA in one of my leagues, I'm going to take a shot on him. Sure. And that's obviously landing spot dependent. You know, if he goes yep. to the Bears, I'm not going to draft him. If he goes to, I, I'd like him with Miami. They need some wide receiver help. You know, they seem to do well with uh, Devontae Parker, letting him mature for five years. Uh, Preston Williams undrafted was productive. So, um you know, but the the rest of these guys that we're about to get to, um, I don't know. I probably like Marlon the best out of these three guys that we're breaking down. So let's just do. Hey, or do we have anything that we want to say? This would actually be a a decent landing spot. It'd be him and Darnell Mooney <laughs> and Anthony Miller. Are you saying that Allen Robinson is not going to come back to the Bears? <laughs> I hope he doesn't. Pretty sure he's not coming back. 
I heard the day yeah. that they might franchise them and tag and trade. Oh, hey, oh. listen, I, can I ask you guys a, a trade question here? And since we're on the Bears, and uh, one of the, the hot topics has been potentially Carson Wentz to the Bears, but I got a trade offer today, okay? I have Carson Wentz, and I have the 1-2 in this league that I'm in. So I would give Wentz and the 1-2 Dynasty League for Ezekiel Elliott. No. Superflex? Nope. One quarterback. Hmm. So more tempting in one quarterback. Travis but... Etienne and Carson Wentz for Zeke. I mean, yeah. I think that's probably fair. I think it's probably fair value. Yeah, just, it's a toss up. True, but then my other two quarterbacks are Drew Locke and Mitchell Trubisky. Mm. Yeah, probably screwed either way. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna hang on. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't know. It really depends on what the pick number one is, is where I go. Mm. So I don't know what one one's going to do. He's all over the place. He wants to know what I'm going to do. And I'm like, it really depends on you, man. I, whatever you do, I got to kind of follow suit. I mean, I have obviously backup plans. And the thing is, I kind of want to take the one, two and, and jump back and get like maybe mm. two, like a mid and a late first. But yeah just the deals I'd have to make to get there, it would probably end up costing me more than in the long run. So I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of stand pat, you know, and actually another, another trade question for you guys. Cause you know, we got time. We're only talking about three prospects and we were talking about Alan Robinson. So a buddy of mine sent me this. Okay. He has Alan Robinson on his team. He's one of his best players, obviously he would get Evan Ingram, and a 2021 second, which is the 2-6. And he would send Allen Robinson a 2023 first and a 2023 second. What? What? That's almost as bad as the one I got today. Right. Yeah, you got a bad told, one too, Bob. I told him, you need to just keep Allen Robinson. Forget Evan Ingram exists. <laughs> what? Think about it. Uh, no, get another sucker. Not, <laughs> That's yeah, not today. Not today, Satan. What's up, That's like one of the ones like someone sends just hoping that someone's finger slips and hits accept. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just yeah, absurd. The commissioner until they turn so it right back. It was I thought the trade I was offered was fair, but you know, yeah. the fact of the matter I is, you know, it. I mean, I, I was considering it, but even in a one quarterback league, you know, most of the quarterbacks are rostered. I don't know if Drew Locke's going to get replaced. I don't know if Mitchell Trubisky is going to have a home, you know, as a <laughs> starter. A I don't Somewhere. think so. Yeah. You know, no, I, I was actually thinking I would love to see Sean Payton take a um, a stab on Mitchell Trubisky. Right. He loves Taysom Hill. Why not bring in Trubisky? Trubisky's better than Taysom Hill. Is he? Oh, yeah. I, I think yeah, he is. That's all I'm th- <laughs> maybe. Is he? I, think he I, don't, is. I don't think so. I'm not, for Dynasty, maybe. Well, well, I'm not, the host. Not in real life. Right. <laughs> All right. I could tell Nate's tired of talking about Mitchell Trubisky. So we're going to go ahead and move on to Jamon Usbon. I think I said his last name right. He's from Texas A&M. Six foot two, 210 pounds. So he did opt out of the 2020 season. So his stats are going to be a little bit light. Take that into consideration. 34 games played, 147 receptions, 1,818 yards, 12.4 yards per reception, and eight touchdowns. Nate, are those stats right? Because that seems even lighter than I thought. Um, yeah, I believe those stats are right. I really wish he had played this season because Texas A&M was a good team, 
mm-hmm. and he he opted out before there was a season when it looked like there was going to be no season. He opted out, and I don't know why he didn't come back. I don't know if he just decided he didn't want to come back, or if I know with NCAA sometimes if you signed an agent you couldn't come back. So he might have just you know been backed into a corner. I thought but, they waived that this year though. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I really wish he came back because he would have looked really good this year with Kellen Mond um, mm-hmm. and how that team played. Yeah. Um, hey, before we get to you, other guys, uh, Sean threw this up in the chat here. So one quarterback, half point PPR, Cortland Sutton for the 2021-1-6. He already has the 1-1, one, 1-5, one, 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 10, and 2-1. I would tell him, 1-10, take it or leave it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would try to start with the one ten. I agree with Nate. You know, sure. I mean, I... I think he's worth the one six. I love Cortland Sutton. Uh, Pork would say I am a Cortland Sutton stan, but uh, never say that again, right? Okay. But obviously, if, okay. But obviously, um, <laughs> if you could do the one ten and get him mm-hmm. cheaper, that's better. So, or try the two one. Never know. Two one and, and a throw in player. I think so. one ten is like exactly Cortland Sutton's value. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so, uh, Pork, we're going to go to you this time. Jamon Usbaum, what did you think about him? Well, last year, obviously, um, the quarterback wasn't – he didn't really play that well. It didn't look like he was getting a lot of on-target uh, passes, but uh, he did a little bit better this year, obviously. But from last year, before he opted out, um, there's not too much that I really liked about him too much. He has the prototypical size. It was a 6'2", 218. Um, I did like his intermediate route running. He looks kind of he looks better than Seth Williams did at route running. I would just say that intermediately. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was a good tipper, uh, no as I would say. Um, but you know, he did he did reach out, catch the ball pretty well. Um, terrible at run blocking. He was getting destroyed out there. I think it was a Georgia game. <laughs> it was pretty bad. But other than that, I, I see him um, projecting to around the same round. That uh, Marlon Williams would get drafted at. Um, he just—I think he just needs more. Needs—he needs more polishing, in my opinion. Um, he's going to be a very team-dependent guy as well. So it's going to be—it's going to be a, a long run for these three guys that we're talking about today. But I feel as though it can be one of these three is going to be a diamond in a rough. Um, you know, as he said, Nate says it's going to be Marlon. I don't think it's going to be Jamon. Osborne, but I think I'm not, I'm not really sure which one is going to be. Honestly, to tell you the truth, but at the end of the day, <laughs> we're going to have to find one of them, right? Pork, do I need to get you a lapel mic because you keep turning away from your microphone? <laughs> well, I'm trying to look at my notes, sir. If you want okay. to, you're going to spend some money on me to give me a nice birthday gift. You didn't give me anything this year. I told you I'm going to buy you lunch when it stops snowing. Okay, <laughs> I'm on keto, gonna... so you got to give me a keto lunch. You're gonna tell me where we where we go. We'll meet up somewhere. You pick the place, and then we go there. Um, I gotcha. can also Grubhub you some McDonald's if you want. But Bob, what are your thoughts on Jamon Usbon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of the same boat. Um, not too wild about him. I thought he was pretty good in the intermediate, um, like Pork mentioned. But uh, you know, I really would have liked to see another year out of him. Um, you know, with Kellen Mond and his development. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I think he's another late round guy that maybe you get lucky on. I think he's going to be lucky to be a team's three, you know, in most cases, but, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about him. I, I wasn't able to find a ton of film on him, but, uh, you know, it would have been nice. It's always nice to get another year out of a guy that needs the development. So. Okay. 
Um, does anyone have anything else to add? I mean, I, I you will go say, before me, Mike. Go ahead. Okay, I I thought his concentration was good. I really question his separation. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to do it the next level. He didn't seem to separate too well, and it's solid but not spectacular. It's really yeah. it, nothing All really right. stood out. All right. So, you know how I said Marlon Williams is my guy? Mm-hmm. This is also my guy. Oh. <laughs> is this, just out of curiosity, this whole pod we're doing tonight, are these all this your guys? Mate, no, no. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> we know who knows. I was about to question you there, Nate. All right. So, this is kind of crazy to say. But watching Shimon Osborne. I remember watching Devontae Adams and seeing similar film. Okay. I think this <laughs> Pork's face right now. If you're not watching, I'm sorry. But okay, yeah, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> okay. Similar film, and he, he plays the same style of wide receiver. He's the same kind of route runner, same kind of physicality. It's similar size. And I, I just see a Devontae Adams light in this guy. Now, I know, you know, I think the year off really hurt him. I think not having film this year really hurt him. I think if he had played this year, he would have put up really good numbers in that offense. I think he would be talked about as a top 10 wide receiver. But because we don't have that year of film, I think he's going to be overlooked. He's going to be undervalued. I, I have this guy ranked as my wide receiver nine right now. Um, I think he is very, very solid. I think he does everything pretty well. I think he's a good route runner. I think he's a very good route runner. I think he has really good burst off the line of scrimmage. He lit up AJ Terrell in their matchup. And I like seeing wide receivers who show up against NFL cornerbacks. Um, AJ Terrell might not be the best NFL cornerback, yeah. but um, you know, I'm impressed seeing him light up a cornerback who was drafted high and is playing in the NFL. So I think he's not, he doesn't do anything super well. He's not, he's not super athletic. I think he has some deceptive speed. I think he has good burst. He's not mm-hmm. really good top speed, but I think he has good feet. He can play inside, outside. I like his route running. I think he's one of the better route runners in the class. And I don't, I think he has good hands. I don't think he does much after the catch. Um, Pork, you talked about his run blocking. Definitely needs a lot of work there. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying. I see some Devontae Adams in this guy. I might be crazy. This guy might be irrelevant in one year. But I have to trust what I see on film. And I'm, I have to take a chance with this guy. No, I, just, I understand what you're saying, Nate. Because I, I, I feel the same way. Not about the Devontae Adams. I don't know if I can comment anybody to him. But how you feel about him is how I feel about TJ Vasher, how we talked about last week. Like, I think that might be one of like my guys that nobody's really talking about. So... We can be on that on that island together with two people that nobody's really talking about like that. What I will say is, uh, what was the the cornerback that you said was AJ Terrell? Out? Yeah, uh, let's not forget that Jeff Okuda said that Quintus Cephas was the hardest guy he ever covered in college, and Quintus Cephas hasn't exactly exploded <laughs> yet. So take that with a grain of salt. But no, I like it. And hey, you stick to your guns. That's what I like, and I like that Nate doesn't backpedal in the face of Twitter pressure. So. Um, and tell Shane I did not say he's better than Adams. That's what so, I heard. So Shane, uh, Nate did say he's better than Devontae Adams. I heard that exactly. Book it. Trav from True North is saying, just one got one. here. Who was Nate talking about? That is uh Jamon Usbon from Texas AM. No one else is gonna talk about this guy other than me. Yeah, and, no, so, no. 
You're only going to hear it her, here, everybody. So, her? And you're going to uh, get it for uh, her. her. Uh, I can't talk to that. He's going to be a day three player in the NFL draft. Going to be able to pick him up in your fifth round, undrafted. Mm-hmm. Throw him in your taxi squad, see what happens. But just remember the name. I think there's something there. All right, so where's this guy going to go? Seth Williams from the University of Auburn. He is six foot three, two hundred and eleven pounds. Thirty-three games, one hundred thirty-two receptions, two thousand one hundred twenty-four yards. So he averaged sixteen point one yards per reception, seventeen touchdowns. And the only thing I could say from watching his film is Bonick sucks and holy tank Bigsby. But um, Nate, you are our Debbie guy here. You are the head of the Debbie department. So we're going to start with you for the Seth Williams love. Why? <laughs> <laughs> to torture you for missing last week. I don't even like Seth Williams, but I probably have him highest rated here out of this group based what on what I've, what I've heard. Okay, so wait, so where would you have him? Um, you let's see. Right now, he is currently my wide receiver 20. Okay. And you had, you said Marlon I mean, Williams. Three down low, so. You said Marlon Williams was 12. And 12. What, did, what did you have, Jamon? Awesome nine. Are you ha- oh, you like Jamon that much? I love Jamon. Okay. All right. Devontae Adams, man. <laughs> Devontae Adams light. <laughs> oh, Seth Williams. Uh, project player. That's the first thing I think about when I watch his tape. Um, he's got the size. He's six foot three to 11. Um, I don't think he has much athleticism. I think sometimes I see people talking about his athleticism. I didn't see it on tape. I don't know about you guys. Um, I didn't see anyone who was uber athletic. He's not going to win on athleticism. He's not as fast as people want to make him out to be. He's going to get dominated physically uh, at the next level. Um, I think he has some decent hands. He does well in contested catch situations. I think he does have some decent physicality in the air, but it's not something that blows me away. I don't want to take Mike's comp because he texted to me. I'm going to let him keep it, but uh, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not very impressed with this guy. I don't think he has good route running. I don't think he does much of anything really great, but the, there's potential there just because of his size and some of the traits he's shown, but I'm staying away, especially because I've seen him go in the second round of rookie drafts. I've seen people rank him like wide receiver five, wide receiver six. Um, I've seen people try to mock him to the chiefs in the end of the first round. Uh, this guy's all over the place and I'm not about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to go next. And uh, it, if you are not watching in the chat, Shane is picking on Bob for being the IDP guy. Uh, Bob, Shane does mean well. He just does not like IDP. Um, yeah, here's my comp. Here's my comp for <laughs> Seth Williams. JJ Arcega Whiteside. That's what I see when I watch him play. He is a mediocre blocker that releases too early on his blocks. Uh, so what I see a lot mm-hmm. of times is he's not done. He should keep blocking the guy and they break away and you get a tackle on Tank Bigsby. Concentration drops on routine passes. He is good in the open field with the ball in his hands. He can, but doesn't always get open. I don't know if he can separate in the NFL. Maybe with that big frame, he can. Um, he's a lazy route runner, from what I could see. And is he a value with good draft capital is a question I have. So I don't know where he's going to be. He should be a day three pick. He should be like a mid-day three pick, like a six-round draft pick, I think. It's actually a crime to me when I think about the fact that Tyler Johnson was a six-round draft pick last year, and there is the prospect that Seth Williams could go higher in this wide receiver-loaded draft than Tyler Johnson went last year. To me, personally, that is a crime, but the NFL is a crazy place. GMs are insane. I, I don't know. It's it's frustrating. 
But John um, Hightower got picked before Tyler Johnson, didn't he? That is a travesty. Yes, he did. John Hightower was a fifth round draft pick. And actually, I don't know how the sixth round went, but the Eagles might have taken Quez Watkins before Tyler Johnson, too. Imagine if the Eagles took Tyler Johnson in the fifth round. He would have been on IR all season. (laughs) (laughs) He would have been your wide receiver one. He actually might have been. Yeah, they did start the season. uh, Rager got hurt pretty early. Alshon Jeffrey didn't really. Well, he just didn't do anything. Nah, not at all. That's for another day. <laughs> yeah, Bob, no, let's go you, to you. Uh, talk to me about yeah, you, you, you uh first I'm gonna talk about Tyler Johnson a little bit. But uh you mentioned him and I was I was screaming for the Packers to draft him in the fifth fifth round last year instead of I think they ended up with Kamal Martin that round. But uh no, I guess uh with Tyler Johnson, I guess there were some character concerns that came up and that's the uh reason why he dropped. It was it was real under the radar stuff, like nobody was out talking about it, so that's a speculation there. But uh, with uh, with Seth Williams, a lot of the same stuff, run blocking, garbage. Um, you know, he was getting bowled over by corners uh, more often than not. You know, and, by smaller corners too. Yeah, yeah, not not like big brawly guys like Patrick Sertan or even even a Caleb Farley. He was getting bowled over by you know five nine, you know, non power five corners. Um, uh, then uh, he kind of seemed like he'd take plays off if he wasn't involved in the play, which I'm not a fan of. Obviously, you know you want to, you know, uh, get if a guy I can that's... just go ahead. R- Randy go Moss ahead. used to do that, so maybe I, I know. And like I said, <laughs> like, like I said, I don't. It's not Next something Randy I Moss. usually do. A <laughs> I what? did not say that, but um, you know, it's <laughs> not something. God. <laughs> But uh, not something I put a huge uh, weight of emphasis on, uh, but something that, you know, just kind of concerning, you know, the effort, you know, on and off the field. Uh, route running was fine, but it seemed like he'd almost get caught up on his own feet. Um, and then his speed, he looks slow, but he's kind of a long strider, so it kind of evens out. Uh, the three kind of positives I did note on him, um, he's a contested catch guy. You know, he can make those on occasion. Sometimes he messes it up. But uh, and he makes great dumb plays, like just you know plays that should not be made. You know, Bo Nix will throw it up out of nowhere, and he'll somehow come down with it. It will somehow be a catch, you know. And that's just kind of stupid little luck plays, you know. That, that whatever. Bob, and I'm sorry to interrupt again. That's going to get him overdrafted. But it's this. Routine, I agree. That it's this the routine. Run a slant, catch the ball. And run for five yards. That's the stuff he can't do that frustrates me about him. Like, yeah, you know what he's going to be? He's going to be like a workout guy. If they had the combine, he'd probably look really good at the combine. He'd probably look really good in rookie mini camp. He'd look really good in training camp. He'd be like Nay Brown, best hands in camp. And then they he gets on the field and he's just trash because he can't play. And he's going to get overdrafted and he's going to be labeled as a bust. Because he mm-hmm. can't do the routine things that a wide receiver is supposed to do. And that's what frustrates me about a guy like Seth Williams. He has all the tools. He just doesn't know how to use them. Bob, I'm sorry. Carry on. Wow. Mike just the last. It. I know. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but uh, the last note I had on him, he's a big rhythm guy. When you get him involved and you get him involved consistently, he doesn't fall asleep on his routes. He stays committed to run blocking and trying to run block. A little more, so I don't know. I think if if he gets in a system where maybe he's you know not the focal point, obviously, but you know, given some attention and maybe he gets some polish, 
Um, I'm a I'm a weird guy. I like to watch people's like interview film too from time to time. And he's somebody I watched. And he was able to kind of acknowledge things that he needed to work on going from his uh, I think it was his sophomore to his junior season or whatever his previous to last season. And he was able to kind of acknowledge the things that you guys kind of mentioned, the, you know, not great route running, attacking the ball in the air. He was able to acknowledge these things that it seemed like he did improve from his junior tape to his, or whatever his previous last year tape um, to his final season. So I don't know. It's, I'm not high on him by any stretch, but I try to look at things through a somewhat positive lens if I can sometimes, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't, uh, I'm not in love with the guy by any means, but, that's it. All right, Pork, your thoughts on Seth Williams, your favorite of the three, you told me. Yeah, no. Uh, I think this is the, the the first prospect this year that I was literally getting pissed off watching his film. I'm like, I, if, he's, if he's a receiver, I don't understand how you're not getting any separation at all. Like, Bo Nix is throwing the ball, and literally it could have been uh, – it was Sertan. I expect that from him. He was on his hip. He did make one good dive and catch um, with one hand, but that was the only catch I saw on Sertan. And then he had he was going at Trayvon Diggs, who was pretty good as well. But then I was okay. I was look at this Arkansas tape. Maybe he'll get some separation there. And there's absolutely nothing. And I'm I don't. That's the part I'm not understanding. You got the prototypical height. You got the weight that we all want in the NFL wide receiver. And even when you're playing bad teams, you're not dominating. And that, that's my big issue with him. Um, his route running, his hips are tight. He's not really – he's just like a robot. He's just doing his route and just moving. But there's no there's no fluidity in, in any of that. So, me personally, I think I'm just going to just totally stay away. Um, and maybe he'll do well. Um, I just hope – I'm like Bob. I try to see the positives and everything. And right now, I didn't really see, other than some of his contested uh, catches, um, that looked okay. But then when you get to when he's doing man-to-man, man press, you're not using no hands, and you're constantly relying on your feet. But if you don't have any fluidity with your route running, then there's absolutely nothing that I'm looking for. So let's just, I'm going to just try to see how he does. Maybe he'll go to a good team like, I don't know. Maybe if he goes to the Steelers or something, you know, they, they like to develop wide receivers. Maybe they can unlock them and, and see what he does best and then throw them out there and see what happens. But I, I just need to see – I need to see a lot more from him. I think he's a guy that none of us will really have based on price. Right. He's going to be way too expensive for how right. I have him ranked. Yeah. Um, all right, before we head out, and I do have a question for Nate before we, we go – um, open 24 hours wants to know, he says, Hey, sup holding on to Hardman. So me call Hardman. I'm assuming, I don't know of any other Hardmans. Um, I don't know at the price that you probably had to pay to draft him. Maybe now's the time to try to get out. I feel like he's going to get replaced probably, but then again, you never know. I don't know what the chiefs cap situation is like. They're probably going to get rid of what, uh, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Sammy Watkins is a free agent. Demarcus Robinson's a free agent. I would say let those guys actually leave, leave first, and right. then sell Hardman when he's the wide receiver to in the death chart before the NFL draft. Okay, makes good sense. Right. Yep. Um, Nate, before we head out, we kind of switched up the schedule. 
And I want your thoughts on Sage Surratt. Oh, because I Sage, like him, and I think you don't. I do not like Sage Surratt. Okay, I currently you. have Sage Surratt. He's my wide receiver twenty-five right now. Mm. Um, I'm number you. one. Oh, below Marlin. Below everybody, basically below Seth Williams. <laughs> you have I mean, Seth, I Williams. Say Seth Williams. Jeez. I have Seth Williams ranked higher than Sage Surratt. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like Sage either, but I liked him. Number one, Sage Surratt runs weird. Yes. <laughs> do not like it. I cannot draft a player who runs like that. <laughs> you ever seen Alshon Jeffrey run, though? It is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he has no ankle bones. He doesn't. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, I just can't do it. Um, he did go to the Senior Bowl. I haven't actually got to look at his exact film in the Senior Bowl. He didn't really play much during the game. Um, but... I didn't see the athleticism. I thought he looked really stiff. Um, he's not a fast guy, not a lot of burst. I thought his release was downright terrible. I thought his route running was terrible. The only thing he can do, I think for his size, he constantly got out, like outplayed. I mean, cornerbacks much smaller than him were you know, showing him up, bodying him up. I, I just, he played much smaller than his size. The only thing he does well above average is, he can catch and he can make contested catches. Mm-hmm. That's it, though. Everything else he does is bad. He catches the ball well in stride, I noticed. He's just not That's a guy right. I'm going to have anywhere. I know some people are high on him. I don't know. Maybe if he had played this year, he didn't play this past year. Maybe if he had played, I would have liked him more. But based on the tape that I've seen, I was not impressed at all. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not mistaken, I think Daniel Jeremiah had Sage Chirac going in the first round or some crap to the Packers or some junk. That I don't agree with. I don't agree with it either. I got a question for you guys, though. Sure. Yeah. The three prospects tonight, what's your ranking of just the three? Like, where do I have them ranked out of all the prospects? One, two, three for these three guys. Oh, it went in the order that we did the show. I do it Marlon, Jamon, and then Seth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. Easy. Yeah, right, guys, exactly. If I could put Seth Williams at number four out of three on this list, I would. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that Seth Williams is below Sage Trot for you, so you can do that. Yes. Actually, I would put Sage Trot as number Iron, two. On Sage Trot is not good. Okay. Well, I like him, and I'm going to draft him somewhere. Why do we say for 25? He should be undrafted. He's just... Totally drafted, developmental though. player. Draft capital mm-hmm. support. See where he gets drafted. Probably be drafted yeah. like in the third round. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hate the, it. By the Packers. No. <laughs> We're just no. putting every wide receiver to the Packers. So. Every wide receiver lands well, the Packers. I, I would bet. I would bet they draft Seth Williams in the third because they love drafting trees. So that would be right <laughs> on point. Hey, in all fairness, you know what? We do have to touch on this. We Remember what everyone said? That DK Metcalf has a route branch, not a, a route tree. <laughs> Remember everybody saying that the year that he declared and was drafted. So we had to eat some crow on that one. Know, but he was he was a he was like a kind of a stud. Like all the all the metrics were there. You know, he looked good. He just did one good thing great. And I guess we But we he he's up, really worked on his game since then. I mean, he's become he's, more of a complete wide receiver. What a help would you have Russ and and they helped you, um, you know. They just use your good stuff in a in a good way. 
you can run straight all right do that you can do that great so just run straight we throw you the ball with the best deep ball passer in the league and you're good and then you can work on this other crap later yeah and that yeah. that boosted his confidence and look at where he's at now talking about top five dynasty wide receiver all right, right well hey Look where he's at, and look where we are about to be. We are about to head on over to the Patreon. We're going to talk about some defensive line prospects, Shane Manila's favorite defensive position. Um, so we're going to head on over. But until we get there, hey, you can't hear it unless you're a ween- rewinder, so become a patron today. DynastyRewind.com forward. Patreon.com forward slash DynastyRewind. I cannot talk today to save my life. So, Nate, why don't you lead us out? Where can we find you on Twitter? All right, you can find me at NateNFL. I will be posting Jamon Osborne and Marlon Williams propaganda. Okay. And Pork, how about yourself? You can find me on Twitter at FFporkman. And uh, shoot, I might do some TJ Vasher propaganda. Okay. And Bob, how about yourself? You can find me at Bob Van underscore IDP. Um, You won't find me talking about these wide receivers, but you will find me talking about running back Michael Carter out of UNC. And you can find me on Twitter at the Ambower 85. You will not find me talking about any prospects. I will probably just be trolling people and retweeting things, but I would much (laughs) rather prefer that you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. (laughs) 